Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. Today, we have a special double episode all devoted to Judy Bloom who I am beyond honored to have interviewed twice, albeit briefly, in four days, even though my whole life it has been my dream to interview her. The first episode is this one, and it is about the movie, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Of course, this was one of my absolute favorite books growing up, like probably all of yours. And well, I shouldn't assume that, but anyway, it was one of mine. And Judy Bloom has been just top of my list forever. And I was asked to watch the movie early. And then I got to attend this very fancy 
Zoom press junket, which I'd never really done before, where alongside a couple other journalists who were all from sort of mom-related outlets, we got to interview two different groups of amazing people. The first was Judy Bloom with Kelly Freeman Craig. And after that, Rachel McAdams with Abby Ryder Fortson, the stars of the movie, which was insane. So Judy Bloom, for those of you who aren't familiar with her work, has written 29 books, which have sold more than 90 million copies in 39 languages. She has been a touchstone for countless young readers, many of whom have been inspired as grownups to write their own books. She has won the NCAC honor for her courageous defense about free speech. She was awarded the National Book Foundation Medal for Distinguished Contribution to American Letters in 2004 and the Library of Congress's Living Legends Award in 2000. And she received the 2017 E.B. White Award from the American Academy of Arts and Letters. And actually, there are like a bunch more awards. She's just amazing. And she (laughs) has written so many books, which I am sure you have read, maybe you didn't even know, The Pain and the Great One, Freckle Juice, Soupy Saturdays, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, otherwise known as Sheila the Great, Super Fudge, Blubber, then again, maybe I won't, Tiger Eyes, Forever, Deanie, and Wifey, Smart Women, Summer Sisters, and In the Unlikely Event for Grownups. Kelly Freeman Craig is the screenwriter and also adapted the book. She is wonderful and amazing. And this is a great, huge project for her. And she's just awesome. After that, we had our second little junket, which was with Rachel McAdams, who is the star of The Notebook and many other movies, major movie star, and the new debut talent, Abby Ryder Fortson, who stars as Margaret. I hope you will enjoy this episode. It was beyond exciting for me, and I hope it is for you too. We're going to start today with Karen Cicero, The Week Junior. First question, please. Hi, um, The Week Junior is a publication for kids 8 to 14. My question is, what advice would you have for kids this age who want to be writers? Oh, dear. Mm. Are you directing that at me? (laughs) I'm feeling you. you. (laughs) Yes, thank you. You know what makes a writer a reader? So the best thing that you can do is read, 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 because that's how you learn. Nobody can teach you to write. You know, it's deep inside. It comes from inside you. And if you need to write, you will. Because otherwise, why bother? (laughs) I'm not talking school. I'm talking, you know, to become a writer. Thank you. Next, we have Sarah Ashwell from Scary Mommy. Hi, Judy and Kelly. This first question is for Judy. Tell me what it was like to watch the movie for the first time and what that feeling, how it might have affected what you think about making your other books into movies in the future. There will never be another experience like this one with Kelly. Never, (laughs) never, never. It's just the experience of a lifetime. Watching it the first time, well, I, I guess... Did I see a draft first? Yeah, I mean, you, I, you probably did see a yeah, draft first. Yeah, like right. a slightly longer version, and then right. you're tweaking. And yeah, right, we were, right. it was because problem. I was, you know, watching things. I was there sometimes in person, so I it it wasn't like a complete shock to me. It was 
wonderful and moving. And, you know, I watched it with my husband. It made him cry. <laughs> it made us laugh. It's, it's the most wonderful movie. I love it. Next, we have Zibby Owens. Moms don't have time to read books. Hi, thank you both so much. I loved this movie. This might be my favorite movie of all time. I cried like 20 different at 20 different points. I was also a Jewish girl growing up with the same issues. Oh my gosh, I was it was amazing. Um, oh, like seriously. I and I was crying thinking, you know, you don't see some of these scenes in movies, even the temple scenes and all of that. So it was really poignant on so many levels. I'm wondering what your favorite parts are, both of you. You go first. Oh gosh. I I absolutely love Margaret's first kiss in the closet. There's something about that scene that just, like, my heart pounds with her every single time. Um, and that actually was both of those kids' first kiss. We watched it. <laughs> it's on screen. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's... Uh, that. They'll always remember when they're asked, so yes. where was your first kiss? It's it like you can see In the bathroom. It. You can rent the DVD. In- yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What is my favorite? Yeah. I, my favorite? Oh, there's so many of them. I mean, there's a moment that I'm not going to tell you because it's a spoiler, but it makes me burst out laughing every single time. It's like now I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I'm not going to laugh, and I cannot control myself. <laughs> and that's a moment between Margaret and Nancy when they're just getting to know each other. I won't say any more about that. But, oh, it's, I mean, it's so poignant. I mean, Grandma, Margaret with Grandma. It's, I mean, there's, you know, the vulnerabilities, mm. the humor. Uh, it's just, it's real life. And I, I love it. I, I look at it as something different, you know, not something that I wrote, but something that I'm watching that I'm just loving. I can, I'm removed from it that way. Mm. Thank you. Ashley with Mom Taraj. Actually, Carrie's going to take this one. Yeah. I'm taking this one. Hi, I'm Carrie Sotero with Mom Taraj. Ashley is my co partner down there. Um, It's true. Hi, it's truly an honor. We are two Jersey girls right here with a mom podcast. And I want to mention that Exit 100, your rest stop, is my favorite. It's my favorite rest stop to go to. Yes. We talk about rest stops on the show all the time. Yours is my favorite, just so you know. You know, I've I've only been there once. And when I was there, we were very excited. And we went inside, and there was nothing. There was no display. There were no Oh, your, your books are all over there, beautiful it pictures of you. It yet, so I can't oh. wait to see it again. I'll send you pictures, Judy. I'll send you I've pictures. I've seen them. I've seen pictures. Oh, good. Okay. So um, we just wanted to say, so we started Momtourage because we were two moms that felt adrift after having children, both creatively and personally. We no longer recognized the women who we were. And this is just when your creative career really took off. And you did it in a time when women were not working as much. And women usually either had kids or worked. And if you worked, maybe you were considered to not enjoy taking care of your kids. And you did well and loved both of those things so, so amazingly. What was it like being with the other mothers in the cul-de-sac when that happened, when you started writing so real and juicy books? Like, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Like, what was, how was that with being with the other women mothers? 
You know, I don't know that anybody ever said anything to me about it. It was so, so surreal. Kelly and I have talked about this, you know, how different it was then. It was like, oh, she thinks she can write books now. <laughs> you know, it's, I didn't feel any support. Mm -hmm. And that's sad. I'm still very friendly with someone from that cul-de-sac, so, you know, I take her out of this. But I just, I felt alone. I felt so alone. And for Kelly, it's, you know, different generation. Yeah. Lots of women are working. Most women are working. Yeah. But still a really hard balance. I, mm -hmm. I find I'm constantly dealing with like crushing maternal guilt because I work a lot and I love my work. But sometimes that means it, it takes me away from my kid and trying to find like the balance between those things has been tough. They sometimes feel at odds, you know? So. Well, thank you both for making us, us feel less alone because you really have. But now you guys are out there <laughs> to help others who are going through it. So that's so good. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Next, we have Kristen with Rage Against the Minivan. <laughs> I, my question is, I read Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, when I was 12 in the 80s, and my daughter India is here. She read it when she was 12 a couple years ago. It's such a timeless story. So I was curious, was there ever consideration of making the movie set in modern times, and why did it feel important to keep it in the 70s? Kelly. Yeah, never, never. Not ne even for a half a second did we think about modernizing it. And, and not even for half a second would I have let them make this if they, that was the one thing I knew before I met them. If they said, no, we have to modernize it, I would have had to say no. Yeah, so. yeah, no. And I, I think... Uh, Part of it is, uh, you know, I'm such a fan of the book. I, I felt like I wanted to make the most faithful adaptation that I could. But also, I think that there's something about when you're, you know, a girl this age now watching somebody 50 years ago go through the same thing that you're going through today. There's something reassuring about that, you know, knowing that there's this long lineage and we've all been through it and everybody going forward will go through it and there's something connecting about we, that, we I are think. connected. Yes. I've always said that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Connects the generations. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I agree. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to tell you that today, I would say girls are reading it younger, mm -hmm. starting at nine, mm -hmm. probably more than 12, which is fine. Yeah, great. <laughs> All right, second question for Karen Cicero. <laughs> Following up on that last question, what time period do you think it was easier for girls growing up, back in the 70s or today? Mm. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know. I mean, it's probably harder today because of social media. And that's what I hear anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would, you know, every generation has a hard time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we all have our own hard times. But to me, I think that adds something to it to make it harder. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. It adds a different pressure. It's... I, I don't think it's healthy to be able to see everyone else's life, 
you know, in front of you all the time and be able to, it's just, it's, I think it makes you compare yourself far more than, you know, far more than you would if you weren't seeing those images thrust at you all day long, every day, you know? And it's um, not all true. Either. And it's not all true. Right? Yes, it's of course, all we true. all put our best foot forward, well, you know? We, we, I mean, we, could, we did that in the 70s and the 50s yeah. and the 40s. I mean, you know, some, some of it is timeless that way. I mean, how you look at yourself. We certainly compared ourselves yeah. to our friends then. And, you know, yeah, tough. Growing up is tough. Yeah. Thank you. Sarah? I had the pleasure of screening this movie with my 10-year-old daughter about 30 years after I read the book myself, and it was a really special experience. After the movie, I asked her if she had any questions for the two of you, and she wants to know, why didn't you show period blood? <laughs> why, didn't what? why didn't we show period blood? Why didn't we show it? Oh, that's... Did we show? No. No. Oh. No, I mean, I, that's interesting. Yeah. I've never, <laughs> that is really question. interesting. I've never been asked that. <clears throat> you know, I, well, because it was, it was more about, I think, her, where she was emotionally, like how she, how she felt about it than the, than the actual specific. Yeah. yeah. And also the actual specifics of mm -hmm. it is different for everyone. That's right. Uh, so yeah. you, you know, you know, if you showed it one way, it might be like, oh, mine doesn't look like that. Right. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. yeah. And, and we're not Carrie. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And Zippy, second question. I loved the scene where Margaret gets her first bra and it brought me back to, you know, hiding between all of the nightgowns at Bergdorf's and my mother put me through the same thing. I was wondering if you could share your own experiences of getting your first bras. Oh, I got my <laughs> first bra. Mm, I think I was in seventh grade. Now, I don't, I, this is what I think. I was in seventh grade and it was bar mitzvah year, and so there were a million big parties, and that's when I got my first bra. But I also remember something that was like a grow bra. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, yeah. I don't, I don't know what it really was, and and I do remember the gym teacher measuring us for our le leotards in the dance troupe, 
And she said just what that woman says oh, to really? Margaret. Hmm, 28, dear. Hmm. <laughs> not even a, not even a double, double A. a. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What about you? So I was a really late bloomer, which is part of why I related to the book so much, because I was praying to God for a decent pair of boobs <laughs> to finally come in. So I I wore kind of like what you're talking about, like a, a training bra or like a training bra. Yeah, training bra or like a right. sports bra almost. Just it was like a fake bra, you know? So then when I was 14, it was finally like, okay, maybe there's like barely enough to go actually get a bra. And at that time, this was in the 90s. I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was this big thing where the Wonder Bra came oh, to Wonder Bra. This? Oh my. Yes. And it was like a thing where a plane landed and these like models from Europe got <laughs> off the plane with their bras and and it was like this is going to give you the chest you want, you know? And so I went with my best friend to go get the Wonder Bra. Oh. <laughs> so, oh. Yes. The, uh-huh. the, the Wonder Bra Exactly. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it was, oh, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, it was like that much padding. So it's completely, completely false advertising. But yeah. And then I remember being embarrassed at school because I was like, do people know this is just a wonder bra? <laughs> you know? But you know, it, what's funny is in the 70s, of course, we all took off our bras. Nobody wore a bra. I mean, nobody wore a bra that I knew anyway. I was an adult woman with kids. But that, that was bra-burning time. So I wonder about kids coming of age in the 70s. Yeah. Well, Margaret is, in the, of course. Right, That's yeah. just 1970. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah. But, yeah. Mm. but, you know, interestingly, we had Rachel not wear a bra through most of the movie because of that. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Ann Roth, our costume designer, was the one who, who talked about that and, you know, and encouraged that choice. Would... Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. Just a little. Ooh, yep. Now I know a secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Us too. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes our roundtable. Please say your goodbyes and then exit the room. Thank Bye. you Thanks so much. much. Thank you. That was Thank fun. You. Thank you. Thanks. And this is roundtable number one with Rachel and Abby. And hello, welcome all. Just waiting for everyone to connect to audio and settle. Hello, all. Welcome to your roundtable with Rachel and Abby. Just a couple quick reminders. Please stay on mute in between questions. Please introduce yourself with your name and your outlet before you ask your first question. And please, as well, no follow-up questions. Oh, and I'm just waiting for India to join to audio here. We'll get started while we wait for it to connect. Um, Zibi, you have the first question. Hi, Abby and Rachel. I am Zibby Owens from the podcast Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. And I That's a good so title. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, obsessed with this movie. I cried a million times. I loved it more than anything. I loved the book, but the movie, oh my gosh, you guys did an amazing job. And I am just so honored to talk to you about it. Having just watched it, it's like a dream come true. Rachel, I know you were in Mean Girls and there's a lot of Mean Girl themes and friendship and the complexity of girls and women's friendship in the story. I was just wondering if the two of you could share the meanest thing someone ever did to you as a child. Do we have to go back there? Um, <laughs> is there a therapist goes back? Yeah. <laughs> the aftermath? Oh, oh boy, the God. thing. I mean, I've had a I've had a couple friends skip out on me, but 
I, I don't think I've had like being stood up. Yeah. For a friend date. Uh, or no, just like completely oh, dropped just gone. whatsoever. <laughs> just like ghosted. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's pretty mean. Yeah. Was, I mean, I don't know. That's pretty mean. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that too. Yeah. That's probably fifth about grade the worst. is a weird time. It's weird. Everyone goes nuts. Like a lot yeah. of shifting. A lot of shifting. Of yeah. The hierarchy, the animal kingdom <laughs> starts to. Yeah. Well, that's a Mean Girls theme right there. Right. You know. It's probably where I got that from. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Ashley and Carrie will come to you next. Hi, ladies. I'm Ashley from uh, Momtrage Podcast. How are you? I'm good. How, good. Are you? How are you? Good. Thank you. I wanted to ask you, uh, Momtrage really... We really work to be a podcast that's for moms, not giving out parenting advice, just a community where moms can feel seen and are more than, quote unquote, just moms. So for me, one of the most lasting parts of your career, Rachel, is that, uh, I mean, everything is, but one of the things that sticks, lives rent-free in my head is the picture of you pumping. It is so iconic so legendary. It was right around the time where I was still breastfeeding my son. So what do you want people to take from that photo? How did it come to be? What was the motivation? Because it, I've never seen anything like it and I would love to see something like it again, but I don't know if we will. (laughs) Um, Thank you very much. I'm glad it lives rent-free in your brain. That's really lovely. It was, it, it was a very organic moment in the shoot, but the the photographer was really interested in sort of like women. She was doing a study on just just women in general and the pressure to be, don't be too fat, don't be too thin, don't be too this, don't be too that, don't be more or less, or, you know, just the constant, like, why is there so much emphasis on what I am or what I'm not? And then sort of out of that came... I have to pump, and we're running behind, and why don't we just lean into this very real moment we're having right now where I'm wearing a Versace bra, and I'm figuring out how the tubing can interact with that bra, you know? And, and I, was, I was into it because I feel like it's hidden for some reason. It's this totally natural thing. It's how you keep your child alive. <laughs> You know, if that's the way you're, you're doing it and not going with formula or something else. And it's still, like, I remember having moments when I first started where I was like, is it okay to do this in public? And, you know, just surprising myself that I was, I was still having these thoughts of, is there shame? I, like, I'm feeling some shame, and what is that all about? So I felt really good in that photo shoot. I felt beautiful. I felt confident and uh, I felt like I was a mom out there working and yet I'm still a mom you know like it's it can all happen at once and to be on a set that was really embracing of that and anyway it it came about very, very naturally and and it just it just it felt really good. Well, you are so powerful and iconic and just, it encapsulates momtrage. So thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for all you do for moms. Kristen and India, you're up next. Hi, I'm Kristen with Rage Against the Minivan. Ashley completely agree on the humping photo. So iconic. (laughs) Meant a lot. I'm also a therapist if anyone wants to talk further about our adolescent traumas. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to defer to my daughter, India, for um, our question. 
Um, hey guys, so I loved the movie, and I think that going forward, it's for sure going to be a movie that's going to resonate with a lot of young girls. But just a question for both of you guys: What was a movie that you really thought shaped you when you're growing up, like a coming of age movie that you really related to? Ooh, oh, God. I don't know. I was obsessed with the Studio Ghibli movies growing up. I was we watched all oh, of them yeah, constantly. Too. I don't know if I had a movie that really <laughs> shaped me. I was more of a reader myself. I was I was in the library constantly. But oh, gosh, I don't know. What about you? It's tough, isn't it? There's a lot yeah. of I feel like you're so influenced by film and or I was at that time. I watched a lot of stuff. I mean, Anne of Green Gables is a oh, that's a good beloved one. character, and I'd liked to imagine I was her, despite <laughs> not being in the right time period or looking anything like her or anything at all. But uh, but there's a little Anne inside of all of us, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was that was, and I watched the Canadian 1980s series mm-hmm. Anne of Green Gables about a billion times and my dad always watched it with me and he always cried when Matthew died. Oh god. Like definitely always was going to I'm looking over and he's like Ooh. Yeah, so that that's was a good that's one. a favorite. Yeah. You've read all that. I oh yeah, definitely. That, so, yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it too. Cool. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay. What's something that went wrong during filming that we might not know about or that made you laugh hysterically on the set? or something that is behind the scenes. <laughs> so there was this neighborhood cat who was really obsessed with all of us. And one day when we were shooting, he came around. His name was Simba. He looked like a little yes. mini lion until his owner shaved off all of his fur and then turned him into a plucked chicken. Uh, <laughs> but he just sat down one day, plopped himself right in front of the camera, and would not move. So we have about five minutes of behind-the-scenes footage of this cat just sitting there and us all just going... Buddy, come on. We got to shoot. Yeah. No one wanted to go pick him up. No one wanted to go pick him up because he was just so cute. so cute. He did he become so like the yeah. set mascot. He was our little set mascot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, he was, he was sweet. He was so fluffy. Too, so like. fluffy for, for a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a time. It was hot. Yeah. Maybe it was really they were hot. trying to do him a favor. It was, yeah. it was like Charlotte in Yeah, we were summer. shooting in North Carolina. So it was... It was Hot Charlotte yeah. weather. Yeah. Or yeah. Simba. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rachel? Same thing? Anything I'm trying funny? I don't remember if there was anything that like went off the rails. I remember I broke a door once. You did? Yeah. <laughs> like Snapped slamming it? Or? Snapped the door handle right off from slamming you it. Just so my angry? Yeah. Like in a scene? Yeah, in a scene. Uh-huh. In a scene, I wouldn't do that. I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm sick of this job. <laughs> No, it was in a scene. It was in a scene, but I just right. slammed it too hard, I guess. <laughs> Stop the door handle right off. You know, things happen. You're like, we're going to have to take a quick break. Yeah. Yeah. They fixed it, though. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember anything that... It was It was a pretty smooth shoot. Yeah. All things considered. Uh, Ashley and Carrie will come to you next. Hi there. Hope you don't hear my my four year old in the back. You know, oh. mom moms have to multitask. It's okay um, if we do. Thank you. It's funny because you both were talking about this right when we first were in this room. But Momtrage, personally, I'm from Momtrage, by the way. Uh, we uh, believe that you can have it all, but not 
either well or at the same time. And it's a crazy pressure to put on a woman to think that you can. You know, you're a working mother telling the story of Barbara, a working mother. We always say, is there one thing that you think that moms, and Abby, you can answer this too, not as a mom, maybe you're a pet mom, but as a woman, that they should outsource if they have the means to do so, since we can't always do everything all the time. I think it's super important to have a community of support. And I know that tons of people have supported my mom and me and everyone. And it's really important to have a community. And I think you can always look to family members or friends for help. And it's important to know that you can ask them. And it's important to have people that you can ask for help if you need it. Because sometimes you do get overwhelmed and you have so many things going on. And I, I mean, I'm lucky that I have someone in my life who I can I can ask and I can call at 4 a.m. and be like, hey, what do you think about this, this, this outfit or whatever? But yeah, I think it's always important to have your community and support and to be able to ask for help or outsource support uh, if you need it. Are you well, often trying on clothes at 4 a.m.? No, I just I just have random thoughts going through my head. Oh. I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, wait, what what was I saying earlier? Right. Yeah. That's a good friend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I kind of wish there were like little chefs for babies oh. that could come, come around. Like especially when babies are picturing that. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know why they have to be little as well. Oh, a, a tiny little baby chef would be cute. A tiny little baby chef, yes, who would just help babies diversify their palates. Uh, I, you know, I loved with my firstborn. The whole baby led weaning and experimenting with food and handing him a giant carrot or a big chunk of broccoli. And, you know, I was really into, like, just his experience with food and, and introducing new things. And But the second one comes around and, you know, it's like... You're a little tired. Baby pouches, <laughs> which have come a long way, too. But, yeah, I feel like some, you know, experiential baby food person would be nice. <laughs> we'll work on that for okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you Put so it on much. the list. <laughs> yes. And Kristen in India, we'll come back to you. It was interesting watching the movie because reading the book, you know, as a teenager, I resonated so much with the Margaret character and it was interesting to watch it now and resonate so much with the mom, mm. especially, you know, that that tricky balance of like, I'm passionate about the things that I love and making art, but I'm a mom and I feel like maybe as a mom, I'm supposed to be doing these things and how much do I put my art on the back burner? And, you know, I feel like that balance is such a universal question for women forever, you know, mm -hmm. was back then and it still is now. And Rachel, I just wondered like how much of that resonated with you in your own work-life balance as a mom, as an actress, as an artist? Oh, very much so. I feel like I am always sort of dancing between the two. And it is hard to do both at once, for sure. To your point, you, you, you can have it all, but not all at once. So it's, it's the taking off one hat and putting on another. It can make you feel a little discombobulated, but it also helps me appreciate mm -hmm. the one when I'm in it. I think my job just lends itself to this, that it's like it's full on. And I do find those times difficult in terms of getting enough time with my family. But there are these sort of short spurts of really intense work and creativity. 
And then I get a lot of time with my children, <laughs> which is great. But I know that's a really unique scenario that I, I feel very fortunate to be in. I know that's not probably the common scenario. So yeah, I, I know it's, it's, it's tricky, whatever it is. But, you know, I do think we're better moms when we are self-actualized, you know, to a point. I, I think the idea that you can always, you know, be doing what you're passionate about and always, like, connected with yourself is just, no one has that, even people who don't have children. You know, that's uh-huh. just, like, one of the life's great adventures to try and figure out and you'll never totally get there. So this idea that you can be satisfied fully is crazy. But but yeah, I do think it's a dance. I love that you can do it all, but not all at once. So that's right. pretty profound. Yeah. And on that note, that's all the time we have for this round table today. Thank you so much for joining. Please say your goodbyes and exit the Zoom room. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 